Welcome to the final part of our three-part audio adventure, dramatic adventure, into my stand-up comedy attempts. This is the final part. If you haven't listened to the other two parts, I'd advise you to do that first. Thank you to Abby, who commented, saying that the bird that appeared on my walk while I was telling this story, that bird there, she says, is a pheasant. I'm, I'm going to assume that she's right. I'm going to go with that. Uh, it's always good to have an ornithologist on standby. But I know that we have quite a few ornithologists who listen to the podcast. I've, you know, there's been times on the walks where I've made comment about a particular bird call and people have responded. And so, you know, I mean, there might be other people who contest that. We shall find out. Maybe a blazing row will develop between the ornithology fans of this blog. It might all kick off. But if there are any ornithologists out there who are disagreeing with Abby, try and contain yourselves. Don't get too hot under the collar. Remember why you're here. It's not to argue about birds. It's to listen to the final part of Eagle versus Frog as I once again head to the Beat the Frog comedy competition. It's a gladiatorial affair. People are handed red cards. They are encouraged to hold them up to dismiss the acts. I managed to make the five minutes last time without any of the cards being held up. I didn't win because there was someone who was clearly more experienced, who was really confident and had done stand-up many times before. I'd done a couple of stand-up gigs after that 2017 Beat the Frog and they went really well, but they weren't gladiatorial nights. There was no red cards. It was just five minutes straight, but it went really well. So in 2018, I decided to make a concerted effort with this stand-up lark and it took me a while before I managed to find a date that would work, but but April the 30th, 2018 was that date, and here is what happened. I've made a list of all my jokes in a spreadsheet. I really mean business right now. Let's find out as I walk through rural Sheffield, recounting the final part of this tale, Eagle versus Frog. So, the moment comes. It's April the 30th, 2018. It's my second appearance at the Beat the Frog comedy competition in Manchester. This time there's a bit of added pressure, because now I'm thinking, surely I've got to make five minutes. I've made five minutes the first time. Surely I've got to make five minutes this time. I've got infinitely better material. Some of it's the same. It's a development on the old stuff, but I've just I've thrown in so many more jokes into it. I've got more of an idea of what I'm doing. I'm more confident now. Surely I've got to at least make the five minutes. I was on fifth. The one just before me, who seemed to be very much dividing the audience. Probably dividing the audience in so much as everybody else seemed to want him to be dismissed. But there was one person who didn't. And it later transpired that two of the cards had gone up. But there was just one card that hadn't. And the reason for that is because the person with the card wasn't actually listening. They were just chatting to their friend. <laughs> so, the compare... After this, so when this person made it and the frog chorus came on and the compare is berating this member of the audience saying, you are allowed to put your red card up. Everybody else, the other two had the red cards up. You're meant to dismiss the ones that you don't like. And the audience were kind of like clearly showing their displeasure that this person had, had made it through to the five minutes. So the compare saying, right, we've got one more act to come. If you don't like them, you've got to exercise your democratic right, hold up those cards. I thought, bloody hell, he's, he's tectoring the audience into holding up the red cards. I'm for it. I'm absolutely for it. And those people have just been told off for not holding up the red cards. They are going to think, well, we better hold up our red cards. He's just goaded the audience into holding up their cards. Right, we've got one more act to this half, he says. It's time for David Eagle. He didn't say it like that. You know, he didn't know who I was. He didn't say it as auspiciously as that. I hear that this man 
is so serious about comedy that he has made a spreadsheet and it's got a few threes on the predicted laughter level scale. You're in for a treat. He wasn't like that. He just said, now it's time for our final act, David Eagle. Now, you might be thinking, how did you get onto the stage this time? Fortunately, I'd had the foresight to ask one of the members of staff if they would take me to the foot of the stage and then I could get on by myself, which is what happened. So it was fine. I was at the stage. I was ready. I was handed the microphone. The crowd's applause died down and it was time. I delivered the first joke. It went pretty well. It went pretty well. Got a pretty good response from the audience. Predicted laughter level two? Yeah, I'd give it an actual laughter level of two. Get that into your spreadsheet, I thought. Stop thinking about your spreadsheet, David. Focus on the task at hand. It's not all about the spreadsheet. Focus, there's an audience in front of you. You're not gonna flunk this because you're thinking about your spreadsheet. Oh, oh, I could do a lovely formula here. I could like have the different columns matching up. I could oh, stop thinking about your spreadsheet. Get on with the comedy. Do you want a life in data entry or do you want a life as a comedian? What's it gonna be? You've gotta make your mind up. You can't do both. Many people have tried and failed. Roy Chubby Brown had, a, had that problem. He was like, right, shall I do data entry or racist, sexist comedy? And he, he vacillated for quite some time. And in the end, he decided to do racist, sexist comedy. He kept getting sacked from all of his data entry jobs for being racist and sexist. So then he thought, well, as much as I love data entry, as much as I love spreadsheets, I'm going to have to just do comedy because it's at least I get applauded for being racist and sexist. But it was quite a hard thing for him to swallow, giving up data entry. I think he still does it in his spare time. Mind, get away from the spreadsheets. Right, I'm back in the room. The audience are still laughing. Oh, that's pretty good. Looks like that bought me a bit of time. The audience are still laughing at the first joke. And in fact, maybe I benefited from that little sidetrack there, that little mental meandering, because rather than like just full steam ahead, I've given the audience a little bit of time. I've shown them maybe that I'm confident, like I was expecting the laugh to come. Oh, thank you very much. You're only human. Of course, you're going to laugh at that. It was time to deliver the second bit of the joke. I delivered it. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Was that a laughter level two three? Is it two point five maybe? I predicted a one. This is this is getting stop thinking about the spreadsheet. Get back. I delivered the next one. Uh, dare I say a three? Dare I say a three? That was a three. Hang on a minute. I hadn't accounted for this. Do I need to add another level? I mean, I thought maybe a belly laugh, maybe a tiny smattering of applause, but my God, they've broken into applause. Proper applause. There's whooping. I hadn't accounted for whooping. I made a mental note to maybe add some subcategories to my spreadsheet. Perhaps a, a whoop category, guffaw category, a, a giggle category, a belly laugh category. I was thinking about all the categories that I could possibly have in my spreadsheet. Stop thinking about the spreadsheet, David. Oh, back to the spreadsheet again. My mind had wandered, but it doesn't matter. I'm back in the room. The audience are still laughing. The applause is still going. And because the audience were really into it, I was properly confident. I really started to enjoy it. It meant that I was able to relax. It meant that I was able to throw in a bit of improvised stuff that was working. In fact, I have to say, the first major applause came from a joke that was off the spreadsheet off the spreadsheet. I went off spreadsheet, people. That is how well everything was going. I went off spreadsheet. Oh, I mean, we were, we were potentially entering choppy waters, but no, I was rewarded for my complete abandon of the rules. The carefully considered hours in open office calc went completely out of the window. And I think the audience knew they were dealing with a the maverick. There were, I mean, there were mutterings in the audience. He's, I think he's gone off. He's gone off spreadsheets. 
What? At a night like this? I mean, it's very rare this would work, but they, they respected it, clearly respected it. They could tell it was an improvised bit and it got a, it got a bloody great response as a result. And people were banging on the table, <laughs> by which I mean banging their hands on the table. I don't mean it was the, the, jo the jokes were that good that people started taking their clothes off, started having sex on the tables. It was, they were just banging their fists on the table. Anyway, it got to the end and the crowd erupted and the compass said, my goodness, a standing ovation. It came to the end of the night and I thought, it seems very much like I have got the best response of the night, but it was time to get everybody who'd succeeded onto the stage. And so we, got, we all assembled onto the stage and then the compere said, no, it's eagle versus frog, not eagle versus cock. Unfortunately, I never got that TV idea approved. Anyway, so we all assembled on the stage and the compare said, what normally happens is, it's normally very close. We go through the list of people, you all cheer for who you want. We eventually whittle it down and there's an overall winner. But I think what's gonna to happen tonight is we're gonna go through the list of people. You're all gonna cheer for him and we're all gonna bugger off home. And all the audience laughed knowingly and all the comedians around me nervously were chuckling. And I thought, who have they pointed at? Have they pointed at me? I, you know, I couldn't be exactly sure that they were pointing at me, but I thought, well, it seemed like I got the best reaction by, by a reasonable amount. There were some really good people on, but it just seemed like the audience had really taken to, to me on that day. But I, I, I might be wrong. The names were called out and it got to my name. The crowd erupted. There was more banging on the table. This time, people actually having sex on the table. No, no, still still no sex on the table. You know, I'm going to have to really hone my spreadsheet before that starts happening. But give, it, give it a year or so. But people were banging on the table. People were stamping their feet. And then it was announced, the winner of Beat the Frog this week is David Eagle. And the crowd once more erupted. There you are, that's where we are. Now, obviously that doesn't mean that this is the, this is it now. Um, uh, I'll have to let the other two know, the, the other two young'uns to know that, I'm, unfortunately, I have to really cut back on the folk music. It's not gonna work with my TV, you know, David Eagle's comedy roadshow. You know, Michael McIntyre, he's gonna be livid when he finds out he's sacked. And they say, well, where, where, where did it all go wrong? Uh, my observational comedy is, is, is top notch. It's, it's, it's mainstream people. You what? He he had a spreadsheet? Oh God, why didn't I think of that? Obviously I'm not hubristic enough to, you know, to be suggesting that that is gonna happen. That, that is at least a year and a half away. I mean, it's gonna take me a year before I get to the point where people start just so overcome with excitement that they start making love on the table. Then give it another six months and maybe some TV work. So what next? I'm aware that I can be brought brutally back down to earth the next time that I do a gig. It could be a disaster. Maybe that night was just a fluke but it seemed to go down really well. And so, of course, naturally, I thought, I'm going to do King Gong. King Gong is the first Sunday of every month. I'm going to do King Gong. But when I looked on the website, because it's a bank holiday weekend, there wasn't a King Gong. And unfortunately, I can't do the June one because I'm busy with the young'uns. And I'm not sure if I can do the July one. I might be able to do the July one, but I could definitely do the August one. And before that, I'm going to do some other non-gladiatorial stand-up nights, look for other gladiatorial stand-up competitions, and I'll keep you appraised as to what goes on. The winner of Beat the Frog gets to come back at some point and do an eight-minute uninterrupted spot. I've got to work out a time that I can do that. So thank you very much for listening. It's a happy ending, but of course it's not the end. It's only the beginning.
Lovely cliche way to finish this blog, uh, but I thought I would end, maybe rather egotistically, but I'm not going to put the routine up, because obviously I'm going to hone it further and there's going to be more bits, and at some point I'm going to be charging you people to, to watch me do this stuff. So I'm not going to give the routine away, but what I am going to do is I'm going to play out with the laughter track. I've cut all of me talking out and I've just cobbled together all of the laughs so you can you can hear the response for yourself. And that is how I will bid you farewell. Thank you very much for listening and I'll be back very soon with another blog. And we'll play out with the laughter from my performance at last week's Beat the Frog. Bye! <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> <laughs>